When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on this Tuesday. Brady's Bucks bounce back from the brink. Baseball money madness. World Cup questions. Hashtag crew intact. It's Tuesday. We're ready. Here we go. Only one place to start. Ah, the only place to start is talking football with these dudes in our studio. Dominique Foxworth, Mike Tannenbaum, good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up for this morning and talk some football with us here on ESPN Radio. Guys, thank you both very much as always. And let's just start. I tried to open our television show this morning, Dominique. <laughs> you know me. I mean, even in battling through this flu as I am, I'm trying to make a big sell and oh, Tom Brady is back in the bucks and here we go and the goat and it, you wouldn't even let me go through my <laughs> spiel. You're done with Brady and the Bucks, aren't you? Yeah, like I... <sighs> They have not been good at any point in this season. They've been inconsistent. And, yes, Tom Brady has a great history. And, yes, at the end of games, Tom Brady is as special as anyone in football. But their win last night was not against a good football team, and that team gave it away. Like, I felt like the Saints played better through the course of that game. There were drop passes. There were missed opportunities. There were um, foolish penalties at the wrong time. They gave the game away, and they barely beat a team that no one thinks is any good. I think we have to accept that just because the names on the back of the jerseys are still there and the jerseys and helmets have the same logos on them, we have to accept that this is not the Bucks of a couple years ago, not even the Bucks of last year. This team is not good. Fair. I, I actually admit that and agree. So now I'm trying to figure out the reason. And here's what I mean, Mike T. When you watch the Buccaneers, they stink. And they're <laughs> excruciating to yeah. watch until desperation time comes. And then as always seemed to happen when Brady was in New England, the other team just makes inexcusable and inexplicable mistakes at the worst possible times. And he doesn't and they win. So my question is, this was a team that was supposed to be much better than this. After week one, when they beat the Cowboys, there were Super Bowl conversations. Defense was supposed to be elite. They still have Chris Godwin. They still have Mike Evans. And Tom Brady is a quarterback who set personal records for touchdown passes and yardage last year. How much of this has been him? How, how much of the drop-off has been him? Yeah, look, obviously some of it is he is 45 years old, but he is, he is a superhero. I think more fundamentally, it's up front. You know, they had an A-plus offensive line for the last couple of years, and be it – Ali Barpet retiring, free agency def, uh, def, uh, de- deflection. Uh, defection? Defection. There yeah. we go. Difference between beat and beat, right? Right. <laughs> Losing players in free agency, and then Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen getting hurt. I think it's a perfect storm green to answer your question, which is Tom Brady doesn't have the movement skills he used to have, which were never great, and their lack of speed. They have to go the long, hard way, and it's really hard in the NFL to sustain 10, 12-play-yard drives drive in and drive out. They can't make chunk plays because he can't hold the ball because of the pass rush. And by the way, poor Donovan Smith, they literally could have called holding 80% of the time last night, 
and and Nick, you did a great job breaking down when you guys were doing the highlights. Like the one that, that nullified the presumptive game winner was a bear hug. So that offensive line is awful and they don't have speed, and that's a bad combination. It reminds me a lot, Tom Brady feels like maybe his career is a bit on a bell curve, and like he is not nearly as good, and he reminds me a bit of a young quarterback. And the way that you think about young quarterbacks is you want to protect them, and you want to ask them to be exceptional in short bursts and small windows. And it seems like they were able to do that for Tom Brady last year. And it's not just physically protect them like with an offensive line, but – Protect them with playmakers. So, like, we're not asking you to throw somebody open. They're going to get open. We're not asking you to anticipate and throw all the time. We're going to ask you to do that sometimes. We're not asking you to come back from deep deficits because our defense is going to be great, and they're occasionally going to give you a short field and make things easy for you. We talked about this a bunch. On their Super Bowl run, Tom Brady did not play well in any of those playoff games. The defense was the reason why they went on that run. And I think that what we're seeing with Tom Brady now is the thing that like frustrates me a lot is when they're yelling around quarterbacks, we always say he's not the type of guy that can elevate the talent around him, as if that's something that you can expect, that just showing up makes a football player better. And we're seeing that no quarterback can really do that, with the exception of like Lamar Jackson because his skill set is so unique. Nobody really makes the people around them that much better because we're seeing it right now. It's like when Tom Brady got there, that roster had no holes. He didn't make them better. He made them better at quarterback, and that was enough. And now the roster has lots of holes. And, like, what is he going to do? He can't run the routes. He can't kick slide and pass protect. He can't run the ball. He can't open up holes. He can throw the ball, and that's not enough. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. This is Progressive's 10th Keys to Progress giveaway for veterans. This year, their goal is to gift the vehicle to a recipient, small business, or nonprofit in every state. See more about their annual giveaway at keystoprogress.com. The reason I'm asking this is because it, it feels so easy to foresee what's about to happen. Garoppolo gets hurt. The 49ers are going to get knocked out of the playoffs early because they're starting Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. They have a tailor-made, ready-to-go roster. They've got absolutely everything but the quarterback in the middle of it all. Brady grew up in Northern California. He grew up idolizing Joe Montana. He's going to go there, play for Kyle Shanahan, and win one last Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset doing it next year, right? I mean, this it's so predictable that I, I can't fathom it's not going to happen. So if you just put some meat on the bones, here's how that actually would happen, Greeny, is you let Jimmy Garoppolo graduate to free agency. You still have Trey Lance, who is really, to me, a really intriguing prospect that they just haven't been able to get going, be it injuries or, you know, sitting on the bench. I would still not give up on him. So you bring in Tom Brady, your ultimate Band-Aid for one year. You still try to put all those resources into Trey Lance, get him ready to go. You have the best left tackle in football in Trent Williams. You have all these other great weapons. So it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Re- remake the middle of your offensive line. Yeah, that's okay. One year of Brady and then and let Trey Lance learn from you know, the greatest of all time. It, it, it just feels too obvious not to happen unless – Brady has really slipped, yeah. and, unless this is really about his skills having yeah. diminished. I mean, his skills absolutely have diminished, but uh, when you watch him, you see glimpses of him with the ability to reach back into the time machine, and it's not rare. Like, he does it throughout the game a number of times. It's just he can't do it every single snap. So, yes, that'd be a good situation. Right, but this, is, this comment is from a guy that drove to the stadium with Brooks Bollinger as our starting quarterback against Tom Brady. His skills may have diminished, but who else are you going to yeah. get? Like, there's not... 
there's 14, maybe 12 quarterbacks on the planet that you could say, hey, we could go win, win with. And supply and demand is going to dictate that. He may have slipped a little bit, but he's still a darn good quarterback when you look to your left and you look to your right. All right, Greeny, Tannenbaum, Foxworth here in the studio with me. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, the Baker Mayfield situation, you, I, I was on the air when this broke yesterday, and my first reaction was he'll be in San Francisco by the end of the night. Uh, but you explained to me as the day went on, it's not as simple as that. Sure, agree. So after the trade deadline, all veterans are subject to waivers, meaning that if a team wants to claim them, they have to go there with the contract. So it's what the draft order would be. So right now, San Francisco has the 25th pick if they had they actually trade theirs. But anyway, if a team claims Baker Mayfield, which I assume will happen, they will get Baker Mayfield and pay him roughly $1.3 million. So if you're a team like Houston, Indy, New Orleans, teams that will definitely be looking at a quarterback next year. This would be basically a free look for on a $200 million salary cap. This is really a no-brainer to take a look at a guy for a month. I have a tough time picturing Jeff Saturday with Baker Mayfield. having <laughs> some time. That said, <coughs> Baker Mayfield is a perfect example, Neek, and, and I guess I have to raise my hand because I am a professional overreactor. But we overreact so much to things. All right. So Baker Mayfield... He was not good enough to justify being the first pick in the draft. He was not and isn't ever going to be an all-time great quarterback. But then I think we sort of made it out like he's awful. He stinks. He can't play at all. And that's not the case either. Yeah. Like his last healthy season in Cleveland, he was actually quite good. He was probably like a, just above average yeah. in the NFL, which th- that means there aren't more than like 15 guys better than him in the whole world. I, he's going to have another act somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. He'll get another shot somewhere. Um, hopefully for him, it'll be in a good situation because when things were good in um, Cleveland, he was very good and they didn't ask much of him and he could um, deliver that when things break down around him. He's not that guy who's going to lift things up and make it all better. So I do think that, uh, San Francisco be a great spot for him. But honestly, San Francisco's a great spot for everybody. You look at the numbers of every quarterback that plays with Kyle Shanahan, even when he wasn't at San Francisco. Like, he guys have their best years and successful years with Kyle Shanahan in that offense. And I think that if Baker, by any chance, can call, have his agent call and, like, threaten all the other teams <laughs> and, and, and fumble his way into San Francisco, it'd be Great for his career and good for them. You know what else is a great discussion? Let's just pick a team. Let's say Houston claims Baker Mayfield, and then they let Davis Mills go because they just feel like – or Kyle Allen. There will be another quarterback in the ecosystem that San Francisco could go get, and I would suggest they should because, look, Brock Purdy played better than any of us thought, but now he's one hit away from not being there. So yeah. you want to have another quarterback ready to go, and this time of year, guys, it's really hard to improve your roster – because you can't make a trade, and there's no great quarterbacks just sitting out there. A brutal situation in San Francisco for a team that I think in so many other ways is absolutely Super Bowl caliber. Let me ask one more question, um, and that, of course, would be about the Jets and Mike White and that whole situation. I know, Mike T., you have some issues with the way the coach Robert Sala is handling the verbiage here. Let's not even argue over that again. I don't happen to agree with you, but forgetting that. What actually is going to happen well, you, you've got you've got a quarterback that you drafted number two. You still have your name on that pick. If you're Joe Douglas, for all the other things he's gotten right, he still has his name on you know the envelope that said number two overall Zach Wilson BYU. You've got Mike White, who is the definition of a journeyman, who has shown you some good flashes. 
How is that going to play out both this season and next? Yeah, I've lived that life, and Coach Parcells has a great line that applies here. Like, winning is the ultimate deodorant. It covers up everything else that stinks. If you go to the playoffs with Mike White, people are going to forget about Zach Wilson, but it really lessens the blow. If they don't finish the season as well, Zach Wilson becomes much more consequential in terms of, like, the trajectory of this franchise. So, to me, you're all in on Mike White this year. That's an easy decision. But I would tell Zach Wilson, like, look – this is not a death sentence. You know, Eli Manning struggled as a rookie. Aaron Rodgers played in seven games in three years. Like, you have to work better, work harder. We have to work at the intangibles. But the best player will play here next year. Yeah, so, so you, you still believe that Zach Wilson could be the quarterback of the Jets next year? Yeah, the pen is in your hands. What kind of career do you want to write? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely want to encourage him. But they also need to be looking for other answers. And sometimes you see guys have rough starts to their career. Oftentimes when they have success – it's somewhere else. Like Ryan Tannehill comes to mind as someone that needed a new location to have some success. So, yeah, that's fine. And, yeah, he should enter next season with high hopes and enter in some quarterback uh, competition. However, they need to bring back Mike White and bring back whoever, or bring in whoever else they can find to compete because, as we all know, Garrett Wilson is incredible. Yes. And the rest of that team. They're oh, so good. So special. And, 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 and you forget, or I don't, but uh, some may forget, they also have a running back named Brees Hall who's been hurt for yeah. whatever it is now, six weeks, who was every who I think was trending towards being the offensive rookie of the year. I got a question for you, Green. As a Jet fan, if they don't make the playoffs, would you could still consider this a, a successful season? Yes. An enormous success, monumentally successful, because they have the foundation. Look, when you guys put together what you, you and Eric Mangini, I'm just going to go off on it. You and Eric Mangini put together like the foundation of something that looked like it was going to be long lasting and had a chance to be really good for a long time. And the owner got a little impatient and we all saw what wound up happening. He, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. I, and I don't know this to be a fact, but he, he talked everybody into signing Brett Favre and then fired everybody when that didn't work. So then that goes. Now you bring in Rex. And it felt like it was kind of close, but we were kind of piecing it together. And now they've built something that can last. They've got so many good young players. They've just got to get the most important one right. And if Mike White is good enough to just be good, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be okay. They're that kind that, of good. That memory that you have there is interesting because I see the Jets as one of those teams who would be after a a quarterback, an aging quarterback who has been great in the past. But Tom Brady, are you talking about? Tom Brady, and I mean, I guess the Aaron Rodgers thing is unlikely, but somebody like that, they should be in that sweepstakes. So here's what's fascinating about that, being in that building for 16 years – Certain people, you could appeal the bright lights of New York City. Like Brandon Marshall yeah. yesterday, like we were joking, he almost was a Jet when I was there. And it'd be interesting, like would Aaron Rodgers, after all these years in relatively anonymity of Green Bay, would he want a year of the bright lights? It's, it's sort of a, it's a fascinating discussion. Yeah. Yeah, true. Aaron Rodgers is not famous enough. I mean, that's his problem. <laughs> that's his problem. He's just not well-known enough. Yeah. Uh, guys, I could do this forever. You're the best. Thank you both for carrying me through a, a rough day here as I continue to be on the mend. As we continue, we need to do a green light because there's a lot of money out there, and we will explain why fans too often just don't get it right about the things they are outraged about. We'll do all of that and a whole lot more as we roll on next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Hashtag crew has assembled around us here. Hambo is in the room. Bubba and Nuno back in Bristol. Nuno is extremely nervous today. His nerves are frayed. Why is that? He can barely function. Because our friend Mr. Nuno Teixeira is uh, a son of the beautiful nation of Portugal, a nation I was privileged to visit briefly in July of this year, and it's gorgeous, and their soccer team is playing today against Switzerland, a game they are favored to win, but you never know. Nuno, how would you describe, on a scale of 1 to 10, describe the nervousness right now? I'm about a 12 right now, Greeny. I'm still able to function, but I'm about a 12. So so if I gave you the following options, because the listeners of this program know you love the Yankees, you love the Giants, you love the Knicks, you love Portuguese soccer. If I gave you the option of any of those four, maybe I want to throw the – well, the Giants have won reasonably. Yeah, the Giants see, and so the you've Yankees seen have these teams won. win. Yes. You've, seen, you've seen two of your teams win. Uh, would Portugal – this is a very bad way of my trying to just ask you the simple question. Would this mean more to you than anything else, to see Portugal make a super deep run at the World Cup? Yes, and you know why? Because of what it means for just like – for my family, for my father, right? Like my father, he loves soccer. We root for different teams, right? Uh, within the so- uh, Portuguese soccer league, but this is one of those moments, right? That you can share with with family, you share, uh, you know, with friends, that type of thing. And it's because it's a national thing. I think too of that national pride. So yes, will you be watching with dad today? Yes, <clears throat> good, good That's for you. So great. I'm glad. I, that's nice. Look, I miss it. I. I 
would give anything to, to hear what my father has to say about Mike White and the Jets and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's wonderful that you can't do it. I actually have set aside some time to do – I have a couple of World Cup thoughts that I want to share today about the American team in particular uh, because while I was you know laid up all last week, I actually watched a lot of soccer, and I did the same thing that I do every four years, which is I say, this is terrific. I'm going to get really into this now. And then I pay no attention to it again for another four years. And you realize it's because the stakes are so high. Like, you cannot manufacture these impossibly high stakes. And then, you know, when the Premier League game is on and I'm watching it and I'm like, I I, I, I don't really care. When I don't really care who wins that much, it makes it a lot less interesting to watch that guy make a run and have the ball be kicked out of bounds all the time. By stakes, do you mean like... The fact that they go four years between or like the geopolitical They're states. Both of them. I mean, the fact that it is national, these, these guys are all representing their countries. I mean, I, look, if, if, um, if Manchester United played uh, uh, Real San Madrid and they only played each other every four years, I wouldn't be that into it. It's a combination. Hmm. But the fact that it's Portugal and Switzerland, I mean, how do you not have a rooting interest in that? You know, I base it on usually on which country do I like the food. But I mean, it's, it's That's how you do it? Um, usually on how I root, not who I pick. I don't know who's going to win anything. I mean, I, I know one player on Portugal and zero on Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I know Cristiano Ronaldo and that's it. But I'll watch the game. I enjoy it. I, so anyway, whatever. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I want to do a green light here in 30 seconds. After this from AutoZone, are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing, free battery charging. Their free battery testing helps you know if you need a new battery or not, if you just need a fresh charge, if you do need a replacement battery. They can help with that. They have reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. I'm ready to go. Green light with Greeny. All right, so baseball contracts are just going nuts. So I'm going to give Hembo the green light for the most part here, but I I, I want to just ask the following question. Trey Turner signed an 11-year contract for how many dollars? $300 million. Trey Turner got $300 million. That would just suggest to me by the transitive postulate that Aaron Judge should be worth a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, what did I miss? That Trey Turner is suddenly worth eleven million dollars, eleven years and three hundred million dollars. There is silly, <clears throat> stupid, outrageous money being thrown around to free agents right now. It's not just Trey Turner, although he's the latest beneficiary. Somehow Jacob Degrom got one hundred eighty-five million dollars to pitch for the Rangers for the next five years. So this is this is a thing that's happening in baseball. Like teams have identified who they want, and they're getting at getting them no matter the cost. But if I'm Aaron Judge's agent, I'm merely pointing to that contract and I'm saying, my client has had five years better than any one year that Trey Turner has had. The contract my client is going to sign is going to start with a four or a five. In all seriousness, Trey Turner is only a year younger than Aaron Judge. He does not have old man skills like Aaron Judge does. And the fact that he's worth that means that Hal Steinbrenner's stomach sunk when that news came across the wire. No, but the Yankees were busy, too. They, they, they re-signed uh, 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 Brian Cashman. So they've got, they're in good shape here, too. So Trey Turner <laughs> signed, Jacob DeGrom signed, the Yankees signed Brian Cashman. I'm sure their fans are handling that really well. By the way, I need to address something because this happened on Friday night to the Met fans. And you and I are on the same group text, the same group text in which I basically proclaimed there to be no need for a selection show on Sunday. My KOD is so bad. Mm. We work with a lot of 
big-time Met fans on Get Up. Basically, the two leaders of the show, if you will, Pete McConville and John Fink, are both crazy Met fans, as is Bubba. So, so Bubba, before I, when Jacob deGrom signed that contract with Texas, what was your reaction? Just I, I don't want to prejudice this by giving you what I think. Tell me what your reaction was. Uh, I was I was not surprised because I expected him to leave, and uh, and um, I was just glad he didn't go to Atlanta, and um, I'm I'm okay with it um, because while I think he is currently the greatest pitcher alive, and I really enjoyed all the times watching him pitch, it was unbelievable. I was at his last game, which was great. We just can't spend forty plus million for a five inning pitcher who might miss six months every year. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'll take it a step farther as one who is not a fan of the team. You dodged a bullet by not signing that. That is going to wind up being the worst contract in the sport immediately. I'm going to put the over-under on the number of innings that Jacob deGrom pitches. He's got a $185 million contract. Mm -hmm. Will he throw 185 innings for them? Yes, he will throw 185 innings. Much more? Not that much more. If I put the over under, so five years, will he average, will he make 50 starts for that team? I think 50, yes, that's a good number though. That's a good line. That's 10 a year, right? So that's, like, that, look where you're going with this. Like a good, like over the next five years, for example, Justin Verlander might start 150 games. Look, I've been watching baseball all my life. My elbow hurts watching Jacob deGrom pitch. That guy, the fact that someone gave him $185 million, look, he's terrific. God bless him. I've never met Jacob deGrom in my life. I'm not in any way trying to to, to downplay how magnificent he's been when healthy. But the when healthy has got to be the most underlinable part of this ever. Has there ever been an athlete who was more obviously going to be hurt all the time than Jacob deGrom. I don't think so. It, 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 it might as well come with a sign. So. I'm brilliant. Always going to be hurt. Like, always going to be hurt. He's also going to pitch next year at 35. He's an old man already. He's 35 years old. They signed him for five years. And I know Mets fans loved him, and he was great There's on There's every reason to love him, but you can't be stupid. I'll tell you what, man. He stole a lot of money from the Mets. He made zero effort. To pitch through anything over the last two years. Jacob deGrom got <laughs> 193 outs. He pitched 64 innings since the middle of last year. Since the All-Star break last season, he pitched 61 in a, uh, 64.1 innings for the Mets. He was effectively an opener for half of a quarter of the time he could have pitched. This is what I'm trying to say to you. So why is it you're so sure he's going to pitch 185 innings for them? Well, in total, over five years, I mean, he'll, right, I mean presumably he's healthy now. So all he has to do is average. But what about when he needs his next uh, surgery? Well, he's going to need a couple of those. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, he also I'm doesn't guaranteed. He also doesn't pitch through any, anything. Anything. And he's pulled, he was pulled out of a third of his starts in 2020. So, like, yes, I think he's the best pitcher in the world right now and the best I've probably seen since, like, late 90s Pedro. But he's, like, a boutique piece. Like, the only team that could have afforded to like, absorb that salary is the Dodgers. The Rangers are going to wind up wasting a lot of money. All right, so what else? So I've just stolen your green light here. Go. What well, else does everybody need to know? Well, Justin Verlander signed a two-year, $86.5 million contract with the Mets. As Much soon- better. Right? I mean, an infinitely better signing Much better. for them. Yeah. Justin Verlander is 
three times the pitcher that Jacob deGrom is. Not just in terms of like literally how much he will pitch, but uh, Justin Verlander, for the first time really ever, got injured, got Tommy John surgery, and in his first year back, which is like the, like the let's ease our way back year, he went 18-4 and four with a 1.75 ERA and won the American League Cy Young. Justin Verlander's going to pitch next year at 40, and to call him like our version of Nolan Ryan is an insult to Justin Verlander. He is way better. He's going to get to 300 wins. He's going to get to 300 wins, and he's going to get to 3,800-some-odd strikeouts, which is going to put him fifth on the all-time list. And the coolest thing about it is that right now, he and Max Scherzer are five strikeouts apart in terms of their career total. In that same rotation, every single time through the rotation, mm-hmm. they're going to be jumping each other. It's going to be a really fun thing to watch for the next couple of yes, years. Yes, I think the Mets got that one 1,000% oh, yeah. right. You would much rather at this point. You're taking the contracts into account. Look, let's put it this way. I think that Verlander gives you more in those two years than DeGrom will give them in five. Oh, I love that. You don't? I, I agree, but I love the framing of that. I think he will provide more value for the Mets in the next two years than DeGrom will for the Rangers in the next five. I love that. Yeah, and, and he's uh, cost them $100 million less. <laughs> it, it's, it's $100 million you can go spend on, uh, on infielders. I mean, whatever else is you want to do. Is there Shohei Otani. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Shohei Otani would be the big one. Go ahead, Nuno. I mean, but you're missing the biggest news. I mean, I know you mentioned it real quick. I, I mean, the Yankees signed Brian Cashman. Let's, yeah. let's have a parade because uh, he's done a great job. Like, if, if this team gets embarrassed, like, how uh, – when are you going to lose your job, like, after getting embarrassed, completely embarrassed by the Astros? Like, if that isn't – doesn't scream like, hey, you need to move on, I don't know what is. Like, I just – there's going to be a press. This is how it's going to play out today, by the way. I'm going to be watching, you know, Portugal, Switzerland. I'm going to be dying with every single second. And then I'm going to see, oh, you know, a Jeff Passan tweet, you know, Aaron Judge signed with the Giants or the Dodgers. Like, that's going to be my life today. I think Aaron Judge is going to leave the Yankees. Not only because the Giants are going to be in on it, but I think there's a really good chance that you see the San Diego Padres keep spending money. I just talked to Buster only a few minutes ago for his podcast. The Padres are going to spend some more money. The Yankees are going to get outspent. No question. The question is, will Aaron Judge give them any kind of discount? And there is no obvious reason to believe, based on anything he said or done, that he's going to do that. All right. We'll keep a close eye on it. We'll see if that's what winds up happening today. I'm Greeny. We're brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need. All right. I'm going to acknowledge something that you're going to find funny. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So something happened while I was sick that you guys like to make fun of me for being old. And I admit sometimes, and, and I've used this before, I, I was once, uh, I had a, a presentation from a Harvard professor on education in which he described the current generation, the generation of which my children belong, and that you in particular also, Hembo, belong, are technology natives. You've always lived here. There's always been technology in your life. And someone my age, I'm 55, I'm a technology immigrant. I came to this in the middle of life, and so I'm still trying to figure out, no matter how hard you try, you know, there's there's still a little bit of an accent, if you will. So, my kids are checking in on me because I'm lying, you know, sick in bed last week. And we just sort of start talking. This is just all on text. I create a group text for me, Stephen, and Nikki. And I title it, Kids. And the reason I do that is because I think that the only person who sees that is me. And for them, this is a group chat that is not just kids. It includes me in it. And so I have to then be taught that... The group 
text, if I create a name for a group chat, that becomes the name that everyone sees and it's not changeable on your side. So I acknowledge that it is weird for Nikki to have it, for example, to have a group chat that it consists of her brother and her father and it be called kids. I understand that. So I change the name of it. And this is where it gets away and all of their friends start laughing. I changed it to kids plus dad. But I spelled the word plus, P-L-U-S, rather than using the addition sign. And my children and all of their friends have been making fun of me nonstop. People are coming over to their respective homes slash dorm to see the name of the group chat that their father <laughs> actually wrote the word plus rather than just putting in the kids plus dad. Now I ask you, am I wrong? Am I wrong to have written out the word plus? Yes. Why? You're, it's kids plus dad. No, the word is plus. The, yes, the word is plus, but the symbol is much more user friendly and much more obvious to use. Not to me. I mean, I have. I would never. Nuno, if you were going to rename it, would you have typed out the word plus, or would you have made a plus sign? I, you would go with the plus sign because everything's plus, right? ESPN plus, Hulu plus, right? I like I, I, no so, one spells so out plus. All of that. However, like it's kind of uh, the the gumption of your kids to like sit oh make there fun of me, make fun of you. Oh, like, they got gumption. Yeah, it's like. Ah, okay. I they see how this is going to play out. Yeah. Here, let me just show you. I, I, again, but you can come look at it. I mean, it, it's, it's, called, it's called Kids Plus Dad. <laughs> That's the name of the group <laughs> chat on there. I mean, I just wrote Kids Plus Dad, um, and, and they think it's By the funny. way, like, you, you are a grammatically correct person by yes. nature. Yeah. So why is Kids capitalized, Dad capitalized, and Plus not because, capitalized? Because Kids is the first word of the sentence. Dad is a proper noun, and plus is not. It's not a sentence. It, 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 I mean, but it's, 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 it's also visually not, not a visually jarring sentence. to see that without the plus sign. No, it is visually accurate to see it without the plus sign. This stuff drives me nuts. All right, uh, Bubba, I'm going to leave that there for the moment. We'll do the read a little bit later because I'm getting late. I want to tell you next my absolute favorite thing about the World Cup. It is not what you expect it to be. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Um, I'm a little disappointed in Steph Curry, one of my favorite athletes in the world. But he did something I don't think he should have done. Hambo, don't make that face. He has admitted that the viral video he made of the five shots from 90 feet away going in was fake. And I believe, have you ever heard the oldest adage in magic? Like, have you ever seen a magician? Does a magician ever explain to you how he did a trick? He never does. I don't think Steph should ever have admitted it. Let, let, just let it be out there. If someone said, hey, was that video real? He should say, hey, whatever you believe is what you believe. I don't think he should have acknowledged it was fake. But did you think it was real? Yes. I mean, when I first saw it, I certainly thought it was real. (laughs) And as the day went on, I certainly didn't close my mind to the possibility it was real. Then you had to be the only person. The only person that I know. The only person. Other people thought so. How how could you possibly watch that happen and your first conclusion be he just made those five shots? Because he's Steph Curry, and because if you just stand there and keep trying that over and over and over and over again, then maybe eventually you make five in a row. No, not possible. Then how did they do it? They used technology. Have you ever seen a movie? <laughs> Do you think Spider-Man is real? What's the most recent movie you've seen? No, Citizen I, Kane? I understand that Spider-Man is wow, not real. Wow, Listen, wow. I'm not sure that you're the person who should be lecturing others on not having seen movies. Casablanca? That's a great movie, by the way. Never and, seen it. Uh, I mean, as, so anyway, I'm just disappointed. I think you shouldn't have admitted it. Just Why? Leave, leave the mystery out there. There's no mystery. There's mystery. <laughs> Bubba, did you think it was real? I actually didn't even really see it until right now. Um, I heard about it, but I'm just watching it now, and it's uh, no, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough to imagine that uh, he made those five. Nuno, real, did you no. think it was real? I didn't, but Greeny, after anything he does or admitting after that Drew Brees stunt that he tried to pull last week, <laughs> oh my god, so Curry's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I mean, no, okay, so here's what I will say: uh-huh. I knew immediately Drew Brees wasn't hit by lightning. <laughs> But I wasn't 100% sure Steph Curry's video was not Did real. Did you think that Tom Brady um, jugs machine video a few years ago was real? Remember when he like, threw the ball into the jugs machine I and do. it came back? I, I don't remember anymore. I, I think it was easier oh, yeah, to see how that. they could have faked that. I remember that. It was easier because he just reversed it. But in this case, like I've seen the the video from directly behind him. I don't know. Whatever they did, it's ingenious. Your, doesn't your kid do film and stuff? Uh, well, yeah, he does. Uh, but but not with that kind of special effects. We don't have that kind of budget. <laughs> not, not full court shots. <laughs> okay. My favorite thing about the World Cup. Here's by far my favorite thing about watching the American team in the World Cup. Is that it is, in my opinion, refreshing and an extraordinary amount of fun to be rooting for the Americans in something in which we are an underdog. Hmm. I'm old enough to remember 1980. And what made 1980 so incredible, when the Miracle on Ice team won the gold medal, 
was that we were not expected <coughs> to be able to compete with Russia at all. And obviously, there was a whole other dynamic of the Cold War and everything else that was going on. But at the core of all of it was that we were an underdog. And at the end of the day, the U.S. is not an underdog very often. We're the biggest nation, the best nation, the most powerful nation, the richest nation, all these things. And most of the international sports that you watch were the favorite. So when I watch the basketball team play in the Olympics, I root for us, but not very hard. You know, we're so much better than everybody else, or at least we should be, could be. There's something about watching the American soccer team going up against Holland. The other day. And I've been, look, I like Holland. I, I, I've been there. Like most Americans who've been to Holland, my memories of it are somewhat spotty. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, it's a wonderful country. I love it there. I, I've loved my visits there. But when you watch that game, I don't know anything about soccer, but Nuno, it took me two minutes to watch and say, oh my God, these guys are so much better than us. It's like watching a football game where like the line of scrimmage is constantly moving in one direction. But we kind of hung in there. And we had chances, and I'm texting Nuno as the game is going on, and I got way into it. And that, to me, is I would, I would boil it down to, is that what I really enjoy about watching it is that we are underdogs, and it is much more fun to root for a team or a player or anyone that is an underdog than it is to root for someone who is a favorite. So I have one minute here to, for you to answer the following question, Nuno. My perception of the American performance at this World Cup was... Getting out of the group stage was an accomplishment. Overall, it was a very much a positive. We're an incredibly young team. We kind of fought back a little bit against Holland, didn't play our best game, but I liked the fight. And we come out of this with an extremely positive taste in our mouth from this World Cup experience. Do I have that right? Uh, mostly right. Because then when you break, in, break <coughs> down into it and you start looking at things, the fact that do you have the right manager? Uh, a lot of people don't feel that way. It's do you if to going forward. It's do you you're still missing certain positions on that field, right? You need a, a striker, uh, an outside striker. So those type of things that the soccer, the guys that are into soccer and that cover it every day are the what they're discussing now as we go forward. It's hopefully the U.S. can continue that momentum. 2026 will be in the U.S. as well as Mexico and Canada. I don't like the fact that now there'll be 48 teams in 2026. So, so, but yes, I think as an average fan, you should be excited about what you saw. I enjoyed it. I really did. I, I think this was as much fun as I've had watching this as I've had in eight years because we didn't make it four years ago. And I look forward to watching it again four years from now. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.